Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Happy New Year, Beck. Happy New Year, Tara. Hooray. New Year. New Year, new me. Well, not really. <laughs> Can't help but say that. New, yeah, no, new Year, same old me. Yeah. Only probably a little chubbier after some Christmas indulgence. But rested after some Christmas nothingness. Yeah, absolutely. Hope you all out there are feeling the same. Yeah, hopefully you haven't just gone back to work today or something. (laughs) That's no fun, going back to work after holiday. That would be a bit grim. Hmm. So in the New Year's mode, we thought we might talk about New Year's resolutions today and whether we have them, whether we succeed or fail at them, and why most people fail, including myself, at New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so, uh, Beck, do you do New Year's resolutions? No. Nah. It's – I used to. Um, I'm very much uh, – I'm the kind of person that gets really enthusiastic about stuff and makes all these grand plans and then – five days in it all falls apart and I'm like oh yeah whatever <laughs> so I sort of thought after a while I became wise to my habits and I realized that actually making the news resolutions just made me feel bad when I didn't meet them so I stopped making them there's another opt-out <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna buy you a t-shirt that says hashtag opt out <laughs> I would love to say that I had the wisdom to look back at the beginning of every year and look at the previous year and say, those New Year's resolutions never stuck, so I'm not going to make them. But I do. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> there's something there's something about um, that delineation of time and the old and the new, and mm. it seems like this opportunity to recreate yourself and strive for something better. And I try and spend the end of the year being grateful for the year that I've had but also try and learn from that and then I try and roll those things into New Year's resolutions but they're not always the best. I'm getting much better now at setting things that are realistic though Mm. and so I'm less likely to fail. Well that's the key isn't it? I mean there's nothing wrong with New Year's resolutions. There's just sometimes the way we go about them makes them difficult to achieve and if we can work out what it is that stops us from achieving those goals maybe we could change the goals we make so that you know they do they do succeed yeah i one that i had in 2018 was to have a full year of plastic free lunch boxes for my kids and it didn't well, start cool yeah it didn't start until february when the kids went back to school um mm. which meant i could kind of get my head around it in january it wasn't like first of january had to start something new um but we used reusable you know tupperware containers and other plastic pots and but there were no no bags no snack size bags no plastic zip pocket yeah. bags what are those bags called you know i don't zip even lock. have them yeah ziplock zip bags bag. So that is one New Year's resolution, probably one of about 5,000 I've made in my lifetime that I've actually mm. stuck with and seen through the whole year. So mm. I was pretty happy about that. But That's really cool. Hmm, there's um, plenty of studies out there 
about news resolutions and if you go googling there's some really interesting things to read but something that I dug up was a study that was done in 2016 and the statistics were pretty confronting they said that 80% of new year's resolutions fail by the second week of February that's only six oh. weeks in that's, which is yeah that's pretty realistic I think <laughs> as far yeah. as my success has gone yeah and more than half of New Year's resolutions that were looked at in the study, and they say generally more than half of all New Year's resolutions that are made are related to health. So losing mm. weight, eating more veggies, you know, stopping oh. the sugar, that kind of thing. That makes sense. Mm. That doesn't surprise me. And then I think the next highest one was um, 20% were relating to getting out of debt, which is a really positive mm. thing to do. But if yeah. your resolution is just get out of debt, that's so enormous. Where do you even start? I think that's why we're going to talk well, today about breaking yeah. them down a bit into achievable tasks rather than being so big. Yeah. I reckon that there are a, a very high proportion of news resolutions around clutter as well. I think that a lot of people decide at the start of the year right that's it this is the year I'm going to get control of my stuff and control of my schedule and control of my home I think that's a really common one as well yeah absolutely and it's funny because I always think in my business and I'm guessing yours would be the same I kind of feel like January would be a big month because people are ready to make a big change and mm. ready to call someone but it's often the quietest month of the year um, it is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. People, people it's when start, we have all the holidays. <laughs> yeah, people. it's like people make the decision to change but aren't quite ready to implement or maybe they start on their own and then find that they they need help but they don't decide to do anything yeah. about that until later in the year. I think, that, I think that could be it as well is that, you know, everyone wants to have a go at themselves and some will succeed uh, and others take a while before they realise they're not going to succeed. And so it's probably, you know, later on in the year that they figure it out. But then life happens, doesn't it? And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're spending, you're too busy to spend time doing something that will make you less busy. And yep. so that does, that does happen. But the busiest time of the year for us is, you know, usually spring. Mm -hmm. for yeah. organisers and declutterers, yeah. Um, so let's discuss why they fail. Whether you succeed or fail depends on a lot of different things. Have you got some ideas, Beck, on why so many, 80% or whatever, fail by the second week of Feb? Yeah, we've got, I mean, we already mentioned, you sort of mentioned one already, is that we, we often make them vague and unmeasurable. And so we might say things like be happier or be a better parent or be a better friend, you know, and that's, you can't measure that. I mean, how, the only way to measure or not whether you're a better friend is to survey all of your friends and say, what was I like out of five last year and what have I been like out of five this year? It's, you know, it's quite subjective. And so, you know, it would be, they're much more likely to succeed if they're measurable. So when they're vague, it's very hard to, it doesn't even mean that they're necessarily going to fail if they're vague, but you just can't measure it. So there is no success and there is no failure without a measure. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of people will use losing weight as their New Year's resolution. Mm. And when you ask them, they, they haven't thought beyond the lose weight. So it's like, do you want to drop a dress size or how are you aiming for 
yeah. certain number of kilos and and then so what are you planning to change uh i haven't really thought about what to change i just know that i want to lose weight and it's like yeah. you need a strategy yeah. otherwise you're never going to succeed this is where new year's resolutions just at the heart of the even with their name says it all is that it's just a decision it's not action yep there's no action there and so you actually have to have a new year's goals with an implementation plan which isn't sounds a little bit less catchy yeah. as new year's <laughs> resolutions but that's what you need a goal and then you need milestones and you need measurable actions and things like that so you actually need action you can say till the cows come home that you want to do something but wanting to do something and deciding to do something is very different to doing something well can you imagine going to work and your boss sets your business goals for the year and says sell lots your your aim for the year is to (laughs) sell lots and you'd be like well hang on how many units do i have to sell at what price Mm. do i have to sell them how many per week do i need to sell you know yeah, um, and, exactly. And that's what we'd expect of others placing demands on us, but when we put them on ourselves, we seem to be very relaxed. Yeah. One of the the things about that maybe not making a measure is also a bit of a defensive mechanism as well because if you don't put a measure on it, you can't fail. Mm-hmm. So if I said, oh, I'll, I'm going to lose weight, and then at the end of the year I've lost a kilo – which was basically just luck of the draw because that morning I, you know, happened to be retaining a kilo less fluid or something. But I've, I've won then. I've lost, I've lost weight. I've lost one kilo. I've lost weight this year. My New Year's resolution succeeded. But, you know, if I say I'm going to lose 15 kilos and then you lose one kilo, you've failed. You've done exactly the same thing, but it's a difference between a, a failure and a success. And so sometimes not putting a measure in there is that whole you're setting yourself up for, to protect yourself against failure, which essentially sets you up for failure. Mm. I think one thing that really predisposes people to failure is setting goals or resolutions that don't have any short-term benefits. Like if it's too Mm -hmm. long-term, then you're going to lose hope and lose interest. Um, So if you come up with a habit or a change to make and it's something that you enjoy, it's more likely to stick. So if you want to lose weight, maybe rather than joining a gym and they say that gym memberships go up by something like 60% on the 1st or 2nd of January compared to any other month of the year, rather than joining, if you don't like going to the gym and that's not something you find fun, but you like playing netball or you like playing tennis or touch football or something, Um, you know if you go and choose one of those activities and make that your resolution instead of I'm going to lose weight so I'm going to join a gym if you say you know Mm. I'm going to play netball twice a week so you join your local club and you train one night and you play on the weekends or whatever you will naturally be more active and be more fit and on your way to achieving your goal but if you're going to have fun doing it and there's short-term benefits you're definitely more likely to stick to it. And this is the this is there's a lot of psychology around motivation, and it's the thing with motivation is that unless we sustain it, we 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 lose it. Like there's how much I'm trying to say this this there's this concept in my head that I'm trying to describe, and I'm, I'm struggling to find the words for it. But we have this thing where our motivation is usually encouraged by feedback, and so we are initially motivated to do something, but we 
we can't we're not very good at sticking to things unless there is a short-term reward and so we need to set goals that perpetuate that motivation by giving us feedback along the way so going on from motivation and it relates to not just your new year's resolutions but something that we use with clients all the time and that's getting momentum as well so quite often people will set goals or resolutions that are too big but also that are too many you might come up with 10 Mm. things you want to change um And so the way to make sure you're geared for success rather than failure with some of these changes is to set small goals and things that are attainable rather than one massive thing. Maybe your Mm -hmm. goal is to um, walk an extra 10 minutes per day on top of your already 10-minute walk rather than, you know, to lose 20 kilos by the end of the year. So aim for something small feel the joy of the success of that when you achieve it because it is achievable and then build momentum from that small change to make more changes rather than thinking that there's a whole mountain ahead of me and I'll never get there. Just just look at the metre ahead of you and take the small steps first and then build on that. And we say that with clutter a lot of the time rather than looking at your whole house um, and we keep coming back to that whole notion of just break it down bit by bit Mm. pick a room pick a zone of a room pick one cupboard pick your purse or your handbag start small feel Mm. the momentum from success success and then build on that and I think goals and resolutions are really similar yeah well the resolution is the decision to do something uh the goal is the aim to do something and when we when we talk about what we what we want to do the the language can make a big difference because when you say i want to that means later but that just means later i want to doesn't mean i it, it's happening whereas if you say i will that means something has to happen now and it draws you down into the present and into those action words um, to distinguish the difference between an idea or an action or an um, an intention and turns it into an action right then and there yeah well the thing I did earlier this year instead of making resolutions was I decided to call mine pledges because for me it meant a bit more commitment level and I also decided yeah. I posted my pledges on um, social media because then I thought and more accountable so maybe for some people it's about finding an accountability partner be that someone in your house or a good friend or a work colleague hopefully someone that's decided to do something as well and keep each other accountable check in with each other and say how are you going with that goal you've set you know where are you up to have you created new habits that support that and if you're accountable to someone you're much more likely to follow it through that's true. And, you know, that there's that old SMARTER acronym uh, about goal setting. And if you use that acronym, and we'll put s- some links to some information about SMARTER goals in the show notes, but that A on the end of, of SMARTER, that is that accountability. And, you know, if you are accountable, you're much more likely to achieve a goal. Uh, and obviously the other ones are things that we've been talking about already, like they're measurable and they're achievable and they're relevant and uh, they're time-framed and things like that. So, you know, making them specific 
is is really important. And the thing is as well, you can just have goals for each month. So you can have an overall resolution or you can have a theme. So your theme for the year might be mindfulness, for example. And so then, and your because your goal, what, what you kind of want is to be more mindful. So that's what you want. Then you'll have a theme for the year, and then you might decide to have certain goals throughout the year per month. So you know, in January, your goal will might be to practice a meditation at the same time every every day for all of January in the hope that it becomes a habit. And then in January, you might try a, a different kind of mindfulness, like not listening to anything in the car when you're doing your commute and just having silence and those making them sort of breaking them down into to little chunks you can spread them across the year then and, and then you're sort of doing a, a theme-based change and I like your use of the word habit because that's the thing the things that we want to change you don't want them to be hard work you want them to eventually become a new habit and one of the hmm. most effective ways of doing that is to attach your new ideal or your new habit that you hope to adopt uh, to an existing habit. So if your resolution is to get fitter and you already go for a walk three times a week, maybe you add five push-ups to the end of your existing walk because your Mm -hmm. walk three times a week is already a habit, add your new thing to the end of that habit and after seven to ten times, that new habit will stick um, on average, they say, seven to ten times. Hmm. Sometimes for me with things it becomes it's a whole lot more, but, but that's okay. So, yeah, but certainly a lot faster than just trying out a new habit on its own. It's so much faster and that's what I do with clients all the time who need different habits in their lifestyle to support their decluttering and simplifying goals is find something that you already do all of the time or at the same frequency at which you want the new habit to be and just whack it on the end of it. Um, You know, I get a lot of people who say, well, I forget what I have to do because I forget to look at my calendar. And so if they drink coffee every morning, I'll say, right, well, while you're drinking your coffee, look at your calendar or while you're cleaning your teeth, update your calendar. And, you know, it does stick a lot more. Recently I was talking to a man who had uh, acquired brain injury and he was struggling to stay focused on what he had to achieve that day. And I said, do you write them down? He said, yeah, I do, but then I, I forget the list or I lose the list. And so I said to him, what's the one thing that you do every single day without fail? And he said, oh, I go outside and I say hi to my dogs in the morning. And I said, awesome. So what you're going to do is we're going to stick a calendar on the back of the door. You're going to grab that calendar on the way out to see the dogs. And then you are going to tell the dogs all of the things that you're going to do that day and you're going to write them down. And by telling the dogs, you are, you know, putting them into your memory and you're making that writing down of the list part of your morning routine of talking to the dogs and saying hi. And so that can really stick uh, a lot faster than just every morning, remember to write all of your to-dos down. And that's not that because that wouldn't stick nearly as fast as if it's attached to visiting the dogs. I really like that. I like that idea a lot. Uh, I like one of your ideas that you write down in our notes to add more veggies to your diet at the same time you feed the kids a snack. Because I'm the opposite. <laughs> when the kids snack, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry too. And then I go and eat something junky. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think lots of people have um, 
ideas about getting healthier or putting more fruit or more vegetables or whatever it is into their diets. And mm. then they will make dinner and be making dinner for everyone and cook the same old recipe and think, oh, I should have cut up an extra carrot to put on the side of mine or whatever. And I'm like, mm. well, take another, take an opportunity where you might be doing something already, like making a snack for your kids. And at that time, when you're standing in the kitchen and doing whatever for them, cut yourself up, you know, a whole pot full of carrot sticks, cucumber sticks, celery, whatever it is. And maybe when they snack, you make that your snack time too and have your extra veggies then rather than putting it or trying to put the extra onto your meal. Um, yeah, or trying to find extra time to prepare yourself some healthy snacks. You can use the time when that you're doing something else, Yeah, um, like cooking dinner to prepare the snacks for next day or something like that. Yeah. So one thing I struggle with about New Year's resolutions is the fact that people put things off until New Year to start. Mm -hmm. And I, I say every December, you know, I'm going to, I don't need New Year's to come for me to start something new habit. I'm going to just do it today. But then Christmas gets busy and I'm, you know, in the festive mood and it's not till January 1 and everyone's like signing up to gyms and starting their new health kicks that I think, right, okay, I need to decide on something that I'm going to try and do this year as well. But I feel like we need to get out of that mindset. And if it's the middle of March and we decide we need a change, that we should mm. sit down, make a resolution, turn that into a goal and a plan and have a strategy and do it then. I don't know why we have such a, a mental block around starting yeah. things. Um, and I've got some really dear friends of mine that we used to have some um, very indulgent, I guess, indulgent nights with lots of food and wine or cocktails and things like that. Mm. And we'd always say, oh, you know, wake up on Sunday morning, maybe a bit of a fuzzy head, had way too much to eat and drink last night. Maybe today's the day to start a diet. And they used to always say, you can never start a diet on the weekend. Like, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Diets always start on a Monday. Weekends are too hard. There's too much temptation. And I used to think that's so funny because I said, but next weekend you'll still be on your diet and that's a weekend. So you, at some point you're <laughs> yeah. going to have to get through a weekend. And yeah. that whole idea that there's a good time to start and a bad time to start. And I know we do mm. attach things to the new year. But well, there's, it's got a kind of a feel about it, hasn't it? So I can see why we attach things to the new year, but I see also can see that there isn't any reason why we should put something off until the the new year either. Yeah, if it's worth doing, start it today. Yep, absolutely. So I've popped a quote on my social media pages recently. Uh, which I really liked, and it said, edit your life frequently and ruthlessly. It is your masterpiece after all. And that resonated with me because I thought maybe then rather than just setting resolutions, you should plan to edit your life instead. Instead of always just um, mm -hmm. adding something new, adding a new goal, maybe there are things you need to take away as well. Have a reflect yes. on what worked for you and what didn't. The people that have filled your cup up and the people that have emptied your cup maybe with toxic ideas or whatever and yeah. what added value and what didn't add value I really like that quote and I think I, I, I sort of say that a lot when I talk about intentionality and I use the word curate which is you know very similar 
And we really need to be more conscious and deliberate about our lives rather than just reactive and automatic. And we can, we can, we can, we'll still be automatic. We've got these habits that we have and habits are awesome because it's less thinking that you have to do in order to get something done. But we can use the power of habit for good instead of evil. And we can, you know, get this, get these new habits going um, and constantly be curating and constantly be reassessing our life and what's working and what's not instead of yeah waiting until just one time of the year to do that assessment but we we do tend to do that i mean it's that the same old thing like people who have near-death experiences often change their habits people who get diagnosed with an illness they'll often change their habits and so we do have this tendency to wait until the very last minute before we actually make a change and perhaps we should think about changing that Okay, so I think we've covered lots there about goals and gone off on some little tangents here and there. But to bring it all back together, when you're setting your New Year's resolutions or if you've already set them, being the 2nd of January, you might already have something in place. Just take a moment and have a think whether they're measurable, whether you've got a strategy about how you're going to hit that goal, whether they're going to give you some short-term or long, long-term long feedback and pleasure that are going to make you stick with them. And if you fail, then pick a new time and start over and find something new to do rather than waiting for the next big moment to make a resolution. Yep, well said. Okay, so with that summary in mind, Tara, what is what are you doing? What's your one achievable goal that you have for this year this will sound a bit convoluted but my goal is to set goals (laughs) so (laughs) I with my business and with my life in general will have ideas here and there and think oh I should do that I should make more time I should give more to charity I should donate more of my time to this cause or that cause or I should set some more strategic goals for my business and I have these great thoughts but I never pin them down to anything so my resolution this year is to set goals and measure them and see how I go at attaining them and I've got a wonderful new diary to help me with that and I think we're going to cover some of that next week we're going to be talking about diaries yep and planners and stuff like that yeah what about you Beck? have you got a an aim, I, a goal? Yeah, I think I kind of gave it away when I used mindfulness as an example before because it's top of mind for me. But mindfulness and being present is something that I really, really want to practice better and get better at. And so I haven't written my goals down, but my theme for positive change in 2019 is being more present and being more mindful. So I'll have to nut out a couple of goals that will help me, you know, be able to measure or not at the end of the year whether I've achieved that. But uh, that's pretty much what the theme is going to be. Right. Well, that's it. I'm going to keep you accountable now. I'm going to schedule an episode in about six months' time and see how you're going. Oh, now I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have to do it. You better go away and write down some goals. 
Actually, what we might do on our social media is get everybody else. We'll, we'll do a post on Facebook when this is released and everyone can go onto our Facebook page and we'll have a pinned post there where you can out yourself and state your goal for the year and you'll be accountable to everybody else in the Be Uncluttered community. Yes, and we will check up on you. And you can check up on us too. Yeah, I was going to say, and you can <laughs> check up on us too because we need checking up on too. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider subscribing or leave a review or rating. Please feel free to tell your friends about us if they too would like to be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or via Facebook and Instagram or on our personal pages at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.